0: This is Prayer Room Companion, episode 80, recorded December 7th, 2011. Ignorance of scriptures is ignorance of Christ. Welcome to this week in Prayer Room Companion. I am Chris Bergwald.
1: And I'm a mustachio to Father Andrew Dickinson.
0: Father Andrew Dickinson and I are uh, communicating via, uh, we've been using this for a while now, Google Plus, Google Plus Hangout video chat, and Google a couple weeks ago added the Awesome ability to add a mustache to your face, and so Father, who is already is a bearded fellow, is now a curly mustached bearded fellow. So, kudos, Father. Um,
1: Uh, Just just for listeners' know, it only adds a mustache to your video uh, projected face, not to your actual
0: face. Yes, because this is not Willy Wonka TV yet, but someday. Um. Happy Happy Feast of St. Ambrose, Comfoolery. Father. foolery. Comf- happy Feast Thank of St. Ambrose.
1: Much.
0: Thank you Thank you. Thank um,
1: you. And with your spirit?
0: Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Still getting there. Today was going well. Going really well. The, dis- the, f- the dismissal, which we won't use in our context anymore because of you. <laughs> the dismissal, I, I, Father said, the Lord be with you and, and also with you came out of my m- mouth. Someday. 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 So, uh, anyway, Father, we are um, well into, well, pretty well into Advent, week two of Advent. Um, And uh, the scripture readings, talking about now John the Baptist this last Sunday and so on. And Father and I were thinking that maybe scripture uh, itself, we've alluded to it many times. Father harangues me, um, you know, as priests tend to do. uh, for allegedly not knowing my Bible. So, we're going to give Father a pro- chance to prove himself today, and we're going to talk about Scripture. Are you ready, Father?
1: Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. This sounds like you're going like, to uh, test yeah. me or drill me in some uh, way. As if you, you,
0: you've indicated some degree of confidence in your uh, knowledge of Scripture, so I, I think that'd just be. I'm all fair. talking, no action. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that to. Well, I might do that to some priests, but not to you. Um, so, so just to begin with, Father, Father, in your your own personal experience, did you, you know, as as Catholics, we we hear Scripture read to us certainly at Mass, and we've talked about both of our you know growing up um, in Catholic homes and attending Mass uh, weekly. But did you, um, or when in your life did you start to maybe pay a little more attention to Scripture apart from Mass, or even in the context of Mass?
1: Uh, well apart from the context of mass i did pay a lot of attention to scripture in that um and in fact uh my my, my scripture knowledge was so prodigious What's prod- prodigious What's the word yeah prodigious word like that? Yeah, yeah prodigious that uh already when i was in grade school middle school the baptist minister at the bible camp that i went or uh, vacation bible school was from my friends complimented my mom saying your son knows the Bible pretty good for it, pretty pretty well for a Catholic.
0: Wow! Kudos yeah. to your parents?
1: Well, the secret to their success was uh, my mom worked at the church, and I'd have to go off. I'd often have I'd often have to go and hang out or wait with her for things. And they had this big rack of all these little Bible stories for kids and these little colored things. So I'd just sit there and read the different Bible stories uh, while she was working.
0: Oh. There you go, so you you, you you at least for one way or another ended up reading Bible, about the Bible, reading the Bible or at least Bible stories initially from when you were very young, and just did it grow progressively throughout time from there
1: um, yeah, well, the next probably bigger moment would be um, kind of in my conversion days um, where uh, you know had the invitation to um, to, or the challenge, I think, by a college student friend of mine this like when I was in college to dive into my Catholic faith, and I, my stubbornness and my pride, didn't want to not know my faith. I started reading the Scripture. Then that's where I really discovered how Catholic the Bible is.
0: Mm. Okay, so I we'll have to come back to that. I want to know what you mean by that, but I don't want to ask you now uh, to, just for the sake of uh, derailing. So that it's certainly from there, I mean, as you went then discern your vocation and so on, it, it, it only deepened from there. Seminary studies, I presume, are just increasing familiarity with Scripture, right?
1: And then a greater love through uh, uh, Lectio Divina okay. and praying in holy hours with the sacred Scriptures. Um, and that's definitely a, uh, a way that it uh, increased in my own life.
0: Right. You know, the... Um, I, you, you certainly have a, a happier story to tell in that regard than I do. I mean, I, I growing up maybe now and then dabbled a little bit in scripture. I remember somewhere in elementary, mid-elementary, like third, fourth, maybe fifth grade, somehow really, um, I don't know, fascinated is the right word, but with Revelation and the end of the world. And I remember um, you know, asking my priest, you know, you know, the symbolism and so on of the of of. The book of Revelation, about that. Uh, beyond that, though, you know, I I, I think probably, m- unfortunately, my story's are com- probably more common than yours. I really didn't have much familiarity or much interest in in reading the Bible or Bible stories. We had a book, a children's book of children's Bible stories at home, and I looked at that a little bit, um, but by no means did I um, pray Scripture or even an age appropriate manner study Scripture growing up. Uh, for me, it was well into my, my reversion and my theological studies that I really came to, um, to, to a desire to, to pray scripture. And I think my experience was initially, I wanted to know the Bible, not pray scripture, I wanted to know the Bible in order to refute arguments against Catholicism, sort of that you know, almost proof texting in our, in our own right that I think sometimes we can do when we want to just, you know, use the Bible to buttress buttress our arguments rather than um, soaking ourselves in Scripture as we're really called to do. Uh, but it's grown over time, fortunately, and, and as it was, uh, like you, um, really taken to uh, praying the Bible as well in Lexio Divina and so on. We can talk about that more later. But I think that unfortunately, you know, culturally speaking, it seems that um, I don't know. As as you, you your your story from what the Baptist minister said, you know, you know your Bible better than most Catholic children or whatever. Just at least that's out there. And in my experience, it's probably true that as Catholics, we're not as familiar in some ways, at least, with the Bible. We hear it a lot at Mass, um, and so certain stories, parables, etc., will be familiar to us. Uh, but in terms of, of of really studying the Bible, that's just not something that we we do very much or very well, and and in some ways, much the chagrin of of the magisterium of the of our bishops and popes, at least for the last century, century and a half. I know at least since Leo the Great or Pope Leo the Thirteenth, um, the Church has encouraged us to to read the Bible. Vatican II, in a strong way, recommended us that recommended to all the Church that we read and pray the Bible. Um, and you've seen that more and more more and more well done Bible studies um, are out there. There have been some for some time, but they're increasing in number and quality but father what what's now as a priest what's your pastoral experience uh, in terms of Catholics' interest in and familiar familiarity with holy scripture
1: um, well my, my experience is a little skewed here at a Newman Center. I think there's but I think there's a greater interest I think for most have uh, laymen and women where they're, they're hungry for it, they want to know something about it. And again, it's kind of that the idea that we're in the information age, mm. you know, and and people want to reach out to learn more. I think it becomes a little bit a part of their attitude. Um, and in some ways it's, become, it's certainly become more accessible. I mean, the printing press certainly made scripture more accessible, as you kind of alluded to earlier. But then you know, with the whole advent of electronic media, you know that I can spend a buck ninety nine and have an app that has every single reading for every single mass on it. Right. Um, and so it's just I think that's certainly a nice thing.
0: What about um, I mean prior even to prior when, when you were in um, some of the, the relatively speaking larger parishes in the diocese, you um, know more mm-hmm. traditional pastoral setting. What was your experience?
1: Oh, well, you know I think I mean there's interest, but I don't know if there is as much. As it is here with the college students, I think college students are certainly in an atmosphere um, where they have uh, much more uh, contact with non-Catholic Christians, and so they get a lot more pressure to look at the Bible. I think. Sure. But also, and also, at a place where they have more leisure time, I think than although they wouldn't like to admit it, than uh, most Christians do out in the real world.
0: Right. Yeah. That's probably unfortunately true um and yet again i mean the the as as i mentioned earlier the church um has been um encouraging us you can even get a uh <laughs> an indulgence for reading and prayerfully reading um the bible so the church in many ways exhorts us to read scripture yeah um, you know, there's a there's a well-known, well, relatively speaking, a well-known quote from um, Saint Jerome that's quoted um, in Vatican II's document on divine revelation. Um, ignorance of scriptures is ignorance of Christ, Saint Jerome famously said. Uh, and, and you know, actually, I'm going to let you. You, you mentioned uh, something from another church document that sort of fits into this context uh, from John Paul II to, to, on the Church in America. What was that again?
1: In um, Ecclesium in America, uh, I didn't I didn't pull up the full quote. The Ecclesium in America is uh, the uh, means the Church in America. And that was a document of a gathering of all the bishops of uh, the Americas South America, North America. Where they all had a gathering in a synod. And this was the kind of the summation document of that world gathering of bishops that um, Pope Benedict uh, or that probably Pope John Paul II. Blessed Pope John Paul II uh, kind of summarized with. And so one of the things they talk about, though, is the necessity of an encounter with Jesus Christ. And in that encounter, you give God space to work. Um, and that's just a beautiful thing of what you know praying with Scripture does and reading the Scripture each day, and just getting that little bit of Scripture encounter each day uh, can do it. it. It puts me in that space of encounter with Jesus Christ.
0: Right. And the, sort of the, the, the reverse of St. Jerome's statement is knowledge of Scripture the right, the proper form of knowledge knowledge of scripture is knowledge of Christ i mean the, jesus is the word of god the bible is in another sense uh but truly the word of god as well so the the more we stud prayerfully study sacred scripture the more we can come to know jesus christ and that's not it's obviously the gospels when we read the words and deeds of jesus uh, himself but but the entire bible The church teaches the entire Bible speaks of Christ. Jesus is the center of all of Scripture. And so the more we study, really, the entire Bible, the more we praise the entire Bible, the more we come to know Jesus Christ, the more we encounter Christ. Very so So, So... The Bible, though we, we've talked before, we've done a podcast before, an episode, uh, I think earlier this year even maybe, on the canon of Scripture, um, on, on the books of the Bible. But again, we haven't really talked about the Bible as such. So um, I think because most of us are familiar with it, we never ask the basic questions. But if somebody maybe who did know the Bible very well were to ask you, Father, you know, what is the Bible? How, how would you go about answering that?
1: I said the Bible is the inspired Word of God.
0: And what does that, so what does it mean to say it's inspired? I mean, we talked about inspiration, just, you know, mm-hmm. playing dumb here. Inspiration, I was inspired the other day to do X, Y, or Z. What does inspired mean in this context?
1: It means that God, in some way, was working through uh, the human authors uh, so that his divine message of salvation uh, could be brought forth in their work. And furthermore, not only in the work that they wrote, but also in those who compiled the gathering together of those different works were also inspired by God as to which, um, which way to, uh, to organize the Scriptures.
0: Right, you know one one thing. The Church, of course, as Catholics, we believe in Scripture and tradition, and we, we we venerate both of them as the the authentic Word of God. And yet, we still give some preference, in a way, to Scripture. Scripture alone is inspired. Um, the Catechism is true. The content of the Catechism. I'm holding the Catechism in my hand. The Catechism is true, um, but it is it is not inspired in the in the in the formal sense of the term in the way that scripture is where it is literally the word of God in the words of men. Um, With the catechism and other church documents, the Holy Spirit works to ensure that no error sort of creeps into the documents, but inspiration is even more a, a, a stronger, more powerful gift of the Holy Spirit where from within in an even greater way, the, author, the human authors, who the church teaches were true authors, um, the human authors wrote what and only God wanted written, um, in a way that, again, is not true for other church documents. Very much so. Um, so there's, of course, we know the Old Testament, New Testament, and all those those details. The, the, the Gospel is the heart of it. Um, what would you say, I mean, we've, and we've talked about the importance of it, we encounter Christ when we read the Bible. Um, what if somebody said to you, okay, I've got a, sort of a basic understanding of the Bible, why should I study it more? I mean, I, I, you know, I go to Mass regularly, weekly, and sometimes even daily. Why, you know, so I come to know Christ in the Eucharist and in my prayer. Um, why should I, apart from praying Scripture, which we'll get to in a little bit, why should we study the Bible as well?
1: Well, the most basic thing you made, you mentioned earlier, ignorance of the Scriptures is ignorance of Christ. And uh, we're called to know that. But also, I think, or uh, so if we want to be proponents of um, the Catholic vision of life, and the goodness of the Catholic vision of life and what it means, we need to be steeped in a language mm-hmm. um, and, and a way of looking at things. You know, it's interesting, the, the more that you read the Bible, you discover how Catholic it is, and you discover how biblical our catholic faith is if those two correspondences make sense um but that uh, so you can see the, the the rich kind of biblical outlook that we have in our catholic faith that uh that you you can be oblivious or unaware of unless you know the biblical references that are in different things in the life of faith um and then furthermore uh how uh Wonderful, the Bible reflects, reflects things to the faith. In fact, uh, anecdotally, um, some students here at the university were speaking, and they've been, they were talking, some Catholic students were talking with a non Catholic student who they're friends with, and they've had faith discussions, you know, on and off for the past year or so. And this non Catholic student takes his faith in, and takes the scriptures very seriously and very admirable in that sense. But because of his search for truth in the scriptures, it's now leading to the point where he's kind of thinking, you know, man, this student is supposed to become Catholic. Mm. Uh, which is a huge thought for this uh, student to say.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, again, well, uh, this it's sort of hard for me to talk about Scripture without talking about praying it. But in terms of studying it as distinct from praying Scripture, prayerfully studying Scripture um, as distinct from pr- literally praying Scripture, you know, we, we see. I mean, this is this is God's again, God's word. So, if we want to understand how God understands reality, how God understands everything, what better place to turn to than His own book? Um, again, it's it is it's a book written by men, but inspired by God. Um, so, if we want to understand our God better, so we can love Him more, um, familiarizing ourselves with Scripture, um, what better, how better can you do it?
1: Yeah. another thing that you, that you had talked about was the idea of um, praying with scripture I think maybe not necessarily just praying with scripture but how scripture helps your prayer mm. um, it gives you a biblical way to pray it gives you words that are not your own yep. and you can make your own in a time of need of prayer
0: so yeah so talk about prayer so how, how, do you, how do you pray with scripture or pray the bible or pray with the bible
1: uh well a couple of different ways. First of all, the Mass, of course, is prayer with Scripture, and scriptural prayer. Uh but also um another thing to think about would be um Liturgy of the Hours. We've talked about that before, and so that's praying with Scripture, it's praying with the Psalms and how you are formed uh, by Scripture. And then finally Lectio Divina, I think be the last final way I'd say i pray with scripture. Um Where it's it's where you try to enter that conversation with the Word of God uh, from your own heart and what is striking you, drawing you, and bringing you into a closer relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Can you um, quickly summarize the steps of Lexio?
1: Probably not accurately.
0: I can. I will then. Why don't you Uh, do that then? Because for me, they're very familiar, and so it's hard to. In your action, okay, yeah. Um, so, so Scripture, and again, this is in terms of praying Scripture, which is a little bit different from studying, as as the Divina um, demonstrates. So, what you do is is you read, and oftentimes, I think the way that many Catholics will do this is maybe taking the readings from um, that are used at Mass that particular day. Um, so, so reading them prayerfully, at, you know, beginning with a prayer to the Holy Spirit, asking Him to to guide you, and then looking for maybe the word or phrase or sentence that. really really sort of sticks out as the way that, that some put it, you know, where, where our heart sort of pauses, so to speak, spiritually. Um, where we, the, the, you'll find when you do this that there's, a, again, a word or phrase or a sentence or a passage that stands out in a particular way where it's where, where God speaks to us through that particular passage in the here and the now in a very concrete way for each one of us in a very personal way. Um, and so stopping on that, so the first step is, is reading um and then, when we find the passage, um, reflecting on that passage and meditating on that passage, um, it's sort of uh, the the image that's often used is of a as of a of a, of, a, of a cow chewing on its cud, just slowly, you know, reflecting on and, and spiritually nourishing ourselves on that passage, verse, whatever uh, word that, that that spoke to us, um, and reflecting on it, and then so reading. Meditation and then prayer, we find that that naturally leads us to praying to God, maybe um, uh, praising Him for whatever the you know. There's something in in our meditation that evokes in us typically, and so we we we're, we're praising God or we're asking Him something or that we might be more like what it is that the passage is reflecting. Whatever it is, I'll give you some examples in a minute. Um, And then the final step is contemplation. After prayer, then contemplating, just using the the word of the Bible that is spoken to us to now just rest in the presence of the word, Jesus Christ, and sort of gaze upon him spiritually. Um, There's a um, saying from the... St. John Marie Vianney, the cure dars, the great uh, French priest of the 17th or 18th century. Um, there's a man, an elderly man of the parish, who was always praying in the church mm-hmm. before the tabernacle. And finally, after, after many times of have seen this man there in the church praying, um, St. John Marie Vianney asked him, you know, if I can ask you, sir, what do you what do? You do? And, and the man simply replied, I look at him and he looks at me. So just resting in the presence of the Lord is the final step of Lexio Divina. So to give a concrete example from today, the readings for today, um, the Wednesday of the second week of Advent, the Gospels from Matthew chapter 11, and what stuck out to me was this, come to me all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. So as I was reading from Isaiah, and then the Psalm, and then the Gospel reading, that was the passage that really stuck out to me, um, and and I just meditated on that, and then prayed on a little bit, and then actually did my contemplation a little bit later after Mass. But that's how I usually do Lectio Divina. You have a, we usually have our own twists. Father, do you do it any, any, a little bit differently in some way?
1: Uh, I think pretty similarly. Uh, I usually kind of focus on the readings of the day
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in various ways. Okay. Um, but uh, otherwise, I think pretty similar.
0: And I think, you know, and Lexio is one way to pray scripture. It's probably maybe the most common, but, you know, sometimes it's just simply meditation and contemplation. Just um, maybe you're reading through the Bible, um, and because the Bible is the Word of God, you should never just read it like a novel or something. Read it with a spirit of prayer. So even as you're studying it, um, you know, allow yourself to maybe be moved by a t- particular passage. The reason, what I wanted to say about um, how s- the difference between praying and studying it, I mean, sometimes... The, the meaning of a passage in our prayer has a different meaning than the sense in which it was the literal meaning of the text. In other words, if you're doing Bible study, what did the author intend and so on, sometimes that's a little bit different than the way that, um, it, than the meaning it has for each of us when, we, when we're praying it in Lexio Divina or some similar way. right?
1: Well, typically it can usually be grounded in in some
0: way connected to that original meaning. Right, 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 right. Okay, so um, I don't know. What else? Any anything else you want to say, or are you uh, satisfied yeah. with that?
1: I think that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I think okay. it just. I think the importance, too. I mean, maybe so. Um, if you have friends um, that kind of maybe are a little more on the outskirts of things, in the life of faith, whether they're Catholic or not it's always good to maybe you know, send them, make an invitation for them to do Scripture reading with you. Um, and there's there can be a great and a real power in that, and it doesn't have to be a perfect uh, construction, a perfect study uh, ahead of time, but to, um, to do those sorts of things uh, in an incremental way. I think it's a very good thing.
0: Right, 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 right. And the other thing, too, that we didn't um, really, we just glossed over, if at all, you know, in terms of teaching, our, our, our doctrine, our belief as Catholics, you mentioned it's a, the Bible is a very Catholic book. I mean, we, we as Catholics believe that everything we believe can be found at least implicitly in Scripture. So, you know, while, while other Christians may sometimes be better able to cite chapter and verse to show the grounding of, of beliefs in, in the Bible, um, Catholics can rest assured that everything we believe is at least implicit in Scripture, if not always explicit.
1: Yes, and I have one Catholic teacher, a layman, and will talk about how as Catholics, we know things kind of more liturgically than we do biblically. You know, you might ask uh, a non-Catholic and say, "You know, where's where's the story of the prodigal son?" Oh, Luke chapter, Luke chapter fifteen verse. And you ask a Catholic with the prodigal son, they're like, uh, I don't know." And then the you say, you know the story. It's about the." Uh, but the guy who asked his dad to be dead said he could have his inheritance. He goes off and squanders. Oh yeah, that's that's like in Lent, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we you know the chapter and verse, frankly, is is uh, relatively new. I said second millennium, I think, before um, the scriptures were delineated that way, divided that way. Um, so for hundreds of years, Christians simply um, referred to scripture by the book, um, um, at best, typically. So. Or just by the author,
1: Right. you know. It's. Uh, I think it's like Saint Augustine will often say, "Often say, well, the apostle says this, right? Yes. You Well, know, John says this,
0: or, or even in a sense, worse. Moses said this, referring to Moses' traditional authorship of the first five books of the Bible. Yeah, so, uh, right. all right, great. So. Yeah, but of course, we all
1: should should know where that is. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's the see. That's they just. Of course, you know where that is. So I I don't need to, you know, you know, give you try to give you precise.
1: And I I still, I still would love to find someone printing a good translation of the Gospels without chapter or verse, so I could just read the Gospel as Gospel. Maybe you could tell someone from uh, uh, Ignatius Press about that idea
0: maybe maybe or maybe you can tell him maybe in the next week or two if we talk to him but myself that's another story, that's another story. so anyway but yeah it, certainly as catholics we shouldn't be afraid of the bible we should we should embrace it as as our book as the church's book and and reverence it for what it is the literal word of god amen 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 all right father you want to do the closing no all right. Well, <laughs> hope your Advent is going well, and uh, we'll be back again. We, um, we have, I think, two more weeks of the podcast. We'll take a week off then between Christmas, during the Christmas season, between Christmas and New Year's. But we will be back next week with another episode of Prairie Room Companion. Thanks for listening, and God bless.